0: Welcome to the Women's Fitness Podcast, sponsored by Women's Fitness Education. Here's your host, the one and only, Michelle Mish Wright. Hi, and welcome to this Perry Curious interview that I have with Kate Rowan. So, Kate, jump in, give us a quick synopsis of who you are. Who
1: I am. Okay, I'm Kate Rowan. I am a personal trainer and uh, reformed academic. And uh, I am 56. And um, yeah, I love fitness. And I'm postmenopausal.
0: Okay, well, you fit the you fit the bell, you (laughs) just have to be postmenopausal to um, to answer this. Now, my next question, which is one that we often don't notice until we're looking in the rear vision mirror the whole reason I'm making creating these interviews so we can give women who are pericurious um, an understanding of what they might be feeling now is possibly normal or you know the same so tell me about when you noticed or when you understood that you were first in perimenopause and I understand it was in the rear vision mirror
1: Mm, yeah so I think about maybe even four years before I started getting the classic signs. So not realising at the time, but I had excruciating heel pain. So, you know, the classic um, plantar fasciitis. So mm-hmm. I, b- I believe that that was my first sign of um, perimenopause. So, yeah, and interestingly, like I go to a great podiatrist who helped me with that. And, um, you know, I've since learned that it's well known that um, in perimenopause, you can have these foot problems and, you know, connective tissue issues and pain, aches and pains. But, um, you know, it wasn't raised with me at the time with by my podiatrist, which I thought was interesting, because it's common. Um, middle-aged women having foot pain so that would have been nice to say hey this could be a sign of perimenopause and um maybe look out for those classic signs around the corner
0: okay so um four years before your classic symptoms you had um you had plantar fasciitis Mm. and then what did four years later paint us a picture of what that looked like
1: Mm. so how old were
0: you when when this was happening So I
1: was the bang on the average age of 51. So 51, I started having hot flushes and uh, the insomnia. And uh, it was the insomnia that got me to the doctor because it was just horrendous. Waking up, you know, every sleep cycle. So every one and a half to two hours, just waking up, usually feeling hot and then maybe or maybe not being able to get back to sleep. So
0: that was the put, worst thing. What did you put it down to? Did you put it down to perimenopause or were you just thinking it was busy brain, you, you know, your life was busy? Tell me a little mm-hmm. bit more about that.
1: Well, I sort of, I'd heard about hot flushes. So I'd heard about hot flushes being a sign of, um, you know, menopause, but I didn't realise that insomnia was um, was a classic sign as well. So, and I didn't realize you could get such a horrendous sleep disturbance.
0: Mm. And it that. wasn't, you couldn't see that it was linked to anything else, like um, drinking, for example. You know, if you drink alcohol, often that can affect your sleep. Mm. So it was yeah. just seemed to be random. Is that, that yeah? That,
1: it? Well, it seemed to, at the time to be random. I thought, you know, what's going on here? You know, I didn't think I was particularly stressed or was probably trying to put it down just to being busy and stressed at work and that kind of thing. Um, and yes, I know that uh, drinking does affect your sleep, does affects mine, but um, I was having the sleep problems like every night. So,
0: right. And I
1: wasn't drinking every night. So,
0: right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what sort of things did you do to help you with your symptoms? What worked? What didn't? Mm.
1: Well, Nothing really worked until I went to the doctor and got on hormone, you know, menopause replacement therapy. So
0: that was right. really the
1: only thing that, that helped me. Yeah.
0: Okay. And so your doctor um, must have been really good in understanding yeah. menopause and yeah. and th- this is just your normal GP that you've yes. always been going to?
1: Yeah, it is my GP. So it, it just happened to be at the time where my GP had retired and so I was looking for a new one. So I was looking at the profiles of all the GPs at the same clinic and um, I found Shannon and, um, you know, she, you know, under her interests is specifically women's health and menopause and um, and reproductive health. Wow. So,
0: mm. So that's yeah. why
1: kind of chose her as right. my UGP.
0: And tell me about the menopause hormone therapy. What did it look like? Was it a tablet, a patch? How long were you on it? Are you still on it? Mm.
1: Yeah, so started out, I've had a bit of a journey with the menopause replacement therapy. So when I first went on it, I had uh, a Marina IUD. So that's a progesterone, um, you know, hormonal uh birth control uh, yeah birth control trying to think of the right term i still needed it at the time and um so when i first started having those symptoms i just had an estrogen patch which was fantastic yeah worked worked to treat and um but then after a little while uh the iud wasn't really suiting me i was still having bleeding like i was pretty sure that I shouldn't or I wasn't having periods but I was still having bleeding. So it was very confusing about like I'm not even sure when I actually had my last period because I'm pretty sure this um, hormonal IUD was just causing hormonal bleeding.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway,
1: I went through this confusing time with um, that and decided it's time to get rid of the, the IUD and just settle everything out. So I went off the patches, had the IUD removed, and then waited for a few weeks. And um, sure enough, after a few weeks, I started having symptoms again. So then I tried Tibolone, which is a tablet, and um, that is – it's a steroid. So it is um, – it's not estrogen, it's not progesterone, but it's a steroid, and it's a little bit like all those hormones. That worked really well as well. But uh, I had, symptoms. Yeah, it was great for symptoms but then I had some issues with it. So I went off that and now I'm on a patch with estrogen and progesterone.
0: Right. And, and that yeah. works
1: that works really yeah. well. Mm. And, 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 and it those... takes a bit of experimenting to get the dose right. So, you know, yeah. I have I cut the patch in half and I apply half a patch on a Monday and then on a Thursday when I change it I put on a full patch. So that's right. my that's my OCD. Uh, <laughs> the way yes. that I manage my
0: patches <laughs> and how it works for you. And for those yeah. people who are who are watching, progesterone is a growth hormone. So you add progesterone to anything in a tea tree dish, and it grows. So it grows all the lining of the of the uterus. And o- estrogen is kind of the opposite. So um, yeah, the breakthrough bleeding that you were getting from your iud is because it was just progesterone so yeah yeah um and so how long have you been on your current regime of um, estrogen patches and about how long since your last period um well it's
1: about um it's about two years that i've been on the estrogen progesterone patch and, like, as I say, I don't know when I actually had a, a period, <laughs> the last mm. time I had a period, but the last time I had bleeding was,
0: like, two and a half years ago. Right. Okay. And and when do you think, um, has your doctor given you any indication of when you should stop using your patches or, um, you know, anything around that?
1: No, she hasn't at this stage um, Because I, I believe that it's as long as you need it, like as long as you have symptoms, you know, you mm. can use the menopause re- replacement therapy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess in a few years time, I'll I'll give it a try, you know, weaning off them and see if the symptoms come back. But, yeah um, yeah, I had a little issue a few weeks ago, there was a supply issue. I couldn't actually get my patches at the pharmacy because they just didn't have any. No pharmacy had any. So oh. I was um, delayed in changing my patch. and you know I was getting mild hot flushes. <laughs> I don't know, might have been in my mind, but I think like, I was getting symptoms because almost of it immediately. Yeah,
0: that's it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really yeah, yeah. interesting. So they're all back in stock now. Yes, yes. I had read about that. Okay, my final question for that for this very curious interview is if you could give some advice to your younger self um, mm. of what you had in store. What would it be, Kate? Mm. Well,
1: I would not have been using a hormonal birth control at 50 so I think that really confused everything for me so yeah I would say yeah don't go for that Kate just go for some non, non-hormonal non uh, birth control during this transition and just see what what happens naturally
0: you know with your hormones yeah exactly. because
1: yeah uh, I was just confused about what was going on because I was having bleeding, but I really don't think that was stable periods. so yeah,
0: I would have yeah. liked to
1: have gone through it without that confusion and right. knowing where I was at.
0: Mm. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and was the doctor helpful in trying to sort out, um, sort it out, or did you feel that you had to do a lot of it by yourself?
1: Uh, well it was my choice to go with that, to go with the marina. So yeah. And, and I mean all options were were outlined to me. But I, I and I I went for the IUD because I thought it was gonna stop me having periods because I've got all these friends who had marina and didn't have any didn't have periods, but you know, I've since read that, you know, that's only like seventy percent of hmm. women have no periods. So, so yeah, yeah, I was one of the (laughs) ones who actually had bleeding. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, did I answer your question, Mish? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) you did. Um, you know, it's, it, it every time we listen to an interview, you know, and hear people talk, we were able to build out all the different nuances of what menopause can be like. And, Mm. um, and, you know, it sounds like you've been pretty on to it with managing your symptoms. Um, mm,
1: that's yeah. right. My, my other advice would be to women, you know, don't suffer. You know, you don't have to. I have a real problem with people who um, say, oh, you can get through menopause naturally. <laughs> you know, I mean, what's natural about suffering, really? Mm, so. Yeah. You know, I mean kudos to, to you if you can, but I just that's my other advice is don't suffer, you know, because it's can it's horrendous.
0: <laughs> okay, that is a great bit of advice that you don't need to suffer. Um, I just out of curiosity, you know, what what are the positives about going through menopause for you? Mm.
1: Yeah, it is um it's a time of reflection. Yeah. I mean, you think, yeah, no, I don't have to worry about periods anymore. It's much easier to plan your life and <laughs> plan your trips and <laughs> that kind of thing without having to worry when you're going to get your period. Yeah, that so that's good. And yeah, you'd think that um, <clears throat> you kind of reflect on, yeah, well, it's a time in my life where I've got a lot to offer. You know, I've got a lot of experience and, And wisdom and um, yeah just want to offer that that. to the
0: world. Mm. Mm, I love it that is such a lovely positive note to finish up on. Um, Kate thank you so much for your time these interviews are so worthwhile for other women to help understand about the secrecy around menopause and demystifying it so thank you so much. Thank you Mish. Thanks for listening to the Women's Fitness Podcast. If you're interested in becoming a certified personal trainer, check out our website, womensfitnesseducation.com.au.